It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. From City National Arena, live inside Studio 31, welcome in to Nighttime at Noon, your weekly catch-up with the VGK broadcasters. Darren Millard, along with the VGK insider Gary Lawless, with you for the next hour. Just want to get this out of the way right off the bat. Next week will be on Tuesday. Normally we're on every week on Monday, but uh, next week uh, due to the holiday, we'll be on Tuesday. There, I won't forget. I guaranteed that. Uh, coming off uh, an emotional week for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, five games through the homestand, a lot to uh, digest, uh, especially from the uh, emotional return for Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, what did you take away from, from that night? Because I would have thought, it would have been really difficult for Flurry to play in those uh, those minutes. It was more emotional than I anticipated. Yeah, I'm not big on those events. Uh, Mark Andre Flurry obviously was an important player here, and um, I think for the players and for the fans, there, there was you know obviously there's a level of emotion for me. Closure, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, not so much. Uh, it was uh, I, I was very disappointed in the game. I thought that. Uh, well, there were two different things. There was the ceremony, and then yeah, that was part was the, great. The game, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, uh, the Golden Knights uh, uh, organization did a great job uh, with Flower. Flower did a nice job. The fans paid him off real well. Uh, but then the game was uh, was a dud. It was not what um, what you know what we've been come accustomed to from the Golden Knights as as a group they didn't play to their level they uh, it was one of the worst games if i heard you Darren and Elliot you and Darren Elliot on the television after the Rangers game talking about how this was one of the best games of the mm-hmm. season for the Golden Knights Saturday was one of the worst games of the season for the Golden Knights Danny theories a lot of hockey mm-hmm. uh, it, it's you know those those things are going to happen um you know, maybe maybe after the success of the Rangers game, kind of figuring, and now we know how to do it, but then just not going and and doing it like that's that level of hunger, urgency, desperation, all the the ways you want to describe it was all there against the Rangers, and none of it was there against the Blackhawks. Um, you know, maybe they got maybe they got caught up in the moment. Maybe and, and the was, first period was fine. Fine, yeah. Fine, but, but Chicago you know, wasn't very good, and then the second and third, there was, you, you let wasn't Chicago, the they reaction. Let, they let Chicago hang around, yeah. and then Chicago got confidence. And one of the things we've seen from teams that play in Marc-Andre Fleury, like when, when they tied it up at 1-1, I was like, oh, boy, he's going to be tough to beat now. You could feel it, eh? Yeah, for sure, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot and, said uh, the same thing. The, the first couple of minutes of the second period, they didn't break through. and Yeah, yeah so. they, they needed to come out after the first uh, – and recognize that you know, like you, you can't you, you can never forget that the National Hockey League and the, the the team on the other side. You may be better than them, but only by a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the sum of the parts may make you better than them, but they're, they're good players over there. They're NHL players on the other side as well. And Chicago, they just uh, I thought they played a perfect game. They didn't. You know, they didn't wake the Golden Knights up. They didn't try and, and hit them and sort of stir things up. They just sort of said, we're gonna, just going to go along here. We're going to hope you make a mistake. If you do, we're going to try and capitalize. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. They, they, they just had a little surge. One of the rare good. games where I thought that Vegas kind of missed that old energy line. Like Will Carrier left the game. Uh, yeah, well, Dan Duvin and I talked about that right after the game, the fact that 
Vegas definitely needed someone mm-hmm. to drag them into the fight in that game, and having Will Carrier get injured uh, early on was, uh, you know, that that takes away from that opportunity for you from from him. But like, I would have loved to have seen Keegan Colasar grab somebody. Uh, I would have liked to have seen, you know, somebody slash somebody in anger or start a fight, whatever, you know, bump flurry. It was a weird game because who scored the goals? Riley Stillman, Jujakara, uh, Ben Hutton. And then you have uh, a normal game in two Jennings Trophy winners uh, squaring off. It was it, Flurry was good. So was Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard's been really good in his last two games, actually. Uh, you know, and uh, was on a six-game winning streak going into that game. Uh, but it came back. I thought he was good against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kreider goal was the only one uh, that that went in, and it was, uh, uh, you know, after having not played for a couple of weeks, you know, you, you kind of go, okay, he's gonna, yeah, it's not gonna be perfect. Uh, but then only two goals against the Blackhawks as well, and I think that's a really good sign for the Golden Knights because. I've got to get into that rhythm with Robin Leonard where they play the right way in front of him. And, uh, you know, I think if you're a team that holds the opposition to 25 shots a night, Robin Leonard's going to stop 23 of them and going to give you an opportunity to mount your offense, which is right now the best offense in the NHL. It's a really winning, it's a winning formula. Uh, that to me is important, is to, 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 for the Golden Knights to play the right way in front of Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard is not the same as any other goalie. He there there are things that make him successful and that shot volume, you know, twenty five shots right around there, that works perfect for him. Two two and one in the homestand. You've had two brilliant games. Anaheim and the Rangers. Yeah. Then you've had one against Nashville that was not quite up to par and the contest against Chicago and right in between was the the Winnipeg Jets how do you evaluate where this team is going and Ryan Wallace loves to use the word process uh, the, the process of it well you know you saw some really good games mm-hmm. which is that is a a good a good part of it you know I also think this team is kind of in the back of their mind like in the back of my mind I'm like well what are they going to be you know, and and you're not going to know until Jack Eichel gets here, and you know he's going to get here this week. He's going to you know start to skate with uh, with the Golden Knights sometime here, and then in the next little while he'll arrive first, and they'll you know they'll evaluate him and talk to him, and they'll I'm sure they've got a plan put together. And but sooner rather than later, we're going to see him out on the ice here at City National Arena, and then that that countdown to when he's actually able to play a game for the Golden Knights. That that will begin at that point in time, but you know you bring you're going to bring him back, you're going to bring Max Pacioretty back, you're going to bring Alec Martinez back, you're going to bring Nick Hague back. The four guys that played on uh, on on Saturday night aren't aren't, aren't going to be regulars at some point in time here pretty soon. That's in their mind. It has to be. They they they're all waiting for that shoe to drop and let's carry, let's get our team on the ice and let's really start to go. I I think that's. That's holding them back a little bit right now, and I think Peter's done a great job of of keeping them focused in the moment, and that's why you know they have 23 wins and are you know near the top of the NHL in that regard. But I just think this team is really good. You think we're in the dog days of the Golden Knights season? Yeah, that's a really good uh, that's a good thought. Yeah, you know, you listed off all of those games, and you know, a good game against the Rangers, good game against Anaheim, good game against Winnipeg. Nashville. Well, Nashville, I thought was fatigue. Hmm. 
That that game was like, okay, they're tired, and then they gave them. I didn't think Nashville there was any like theme or anything yeah. to grab yeah, I, onto. I just thought, okay, yeah. you know, I mean, Nashville's got a lot to play for. Yeah, Vegas is uh, in the middle of a run of a ton of hockey. I've had some injuries. It's a, it's it's an off night. But then they they took the Wednesday off off skates, didn't skate at all, and they played great against the Rangers. Uh, and then Saturday they come out and and serve up a clunker against the Blackhawks. That's the one that I circle and go. Well, you know, this would be problematic if this was something you saw um, more than once every, you know, 10, 12 games. Th- that's the one that you have to, that's got, you got to hit the ejector seat button on that one. And when I say dog days, it's the performance, but also you're home for a month. Yeah. You, like, not just the fact that you're only a couple of weeks into it, but you know you're not going anywhere for another month. It's just, it, you're out of rhythm. You're out of well, your and, mode. And then their, their schedule has been. You know, and everybody's dealing with this, but you know, you you asked, you know what I mean. So their schedule's been been tinkered with. You know what I mean? They're not going to to Canada this weekend. They're going to play the Leafs tomorrow, and then they're not going to play again until next Monday night. And which is why K-Tan is not on next Monday. It's going to be on Tuesday. Tuesday, because there's uh, a game on Monday. Keep uh, keep that in mind as we uh, work our way towards uh, the end of this homestand, which will play game. Six tomorrow against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Seven next Monday versus Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then finish it up uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. So three games. You want bite? You got Vaughn to Toronto Maple Leafs, who you didn't play great against in Toronto, but yeah. are always uh, uh, a draw and somebody that you get up to with all their talent. Sid uh, goes without saying, and maybe Malkin by then, uh, and then you finish up against the team that uh, that bounced you in the playoffs. You're a you're a new age guy. Thank you. Know, you. You're, you're a Connor McDavid is the best yeah. player in the world kind I am. of guy. Yeah. Right now he is. I, I, I struggle with that. Like, I watched Sidney Crosby play last week, that, mm-hmm. that game, uh, where uh, against the Blues, and Mikula cross-checked him in the face, and then Crosby slashed him back, and then two minutes later scored, and, and then the Penguins won running away. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like if I'm building a team, well, first of all, if I'm building a team, the first player I take is Andre Vasilevsky. It's not Connor McDavid. Okay, first two but, questions. Two questions. But if I got to win a playoff game yeah. tomorrow night, Sidney Crosby all day long, not Connor McDavid, not not, not Ovi, not Austin, Sidney Crosby, not Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby. You're winning a game. You're going up the ice. You're defending. You're checking. You're power play your penalty kill you're leading you're doing everything that to win i think you're game. swayed by the cups and the olympic medals i'm swayed by by what i've witnessed and what i continue to witness but sid's always been like that major junior he went to memorial cup final and he he had a burr under his saddle facing guy wants Corey to win Perry hockey those, games yeah. more than anything else and that so you're saying connor doesn't i don't know what connor wants but he doesn't win games because that's I think you can't that's put it all on him. That's conversation, a team, but you know, no, you, you you brought that into the equation. I said Sidney Crosby wants to win games and has and has patterned his entire career and everything he's done after that pursuit to win gold medals, Stanley Cups, regular season games, playoff games, to win hockey games. Did you see that's fire, who he is. You see fire out of Mark Stone. If you gave that same fire to Connor McDavid, 
I, I don't know if Connor McDavid doesn't have that fire. I'm not, not one of these people that believes when I'm sitting five stories up above the ice level and, and see his face on TV that I know what he's thinking. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid might have a massive fire. He he does look more impassive, but but Crosby does too. Crosby doesn't show you that uh, that his fire isn't evident the way it is with Mark Stone. Although it was the other night, you know, Miko Mikula, big big guy, physically challenged Sidney Crosby. You see Sidney Crosby get upset. Yes, you do, and respond. Yeah, with like I can remember when it's ten years ago now when Mike Richards more than that was still playing with the Flyers, and the Flyers and the Penguins had a couple of really good playoff series. Like Crosby and Richards, who were teammates with Canada at, in 05 at the, at the World Juniors and then uh, 2010 in Vancouver, like they literally were fencing with their sticks at center ice. Like, Reminds me of you just and I. whack, whack, whack. And I'm like, how do you not love that guy? Mm-hmm. And then he's going to score for you in overtime. I just, I, I'm... I, I'm not quite ready to pass. Like, I do think that there should be, you know, you said you're enamored with the Cups. Well, yeah. I, I, there's some stock should go into what you've done, especially when you're still a great player. What's his stat line this year? It's not, it's not like he's terrible. No. He's still producing. And they just won 10 in a row, and they're, yeah. they're, they're going. Uh, yeah. They're in a spot where Brian Burke's asking, are you going to load up? Because uh, you're, you're in that position of, of challenging in the Eastern Conference. He said no, because basically the cupboard's empty. Uh, regarding Ron Hextall's the guy in charge of that, not Brian Burke. The, uh, the, the look ahead, though, uh, and I think that when you've got Austin Matthews and company tomorrow night and Sid Game 7 and Montreal Game 8, mm-hmm. I, I think that there, there's still a real opportunity to, to bite into this uh, homestand. And, oh, for sure. And devour... Uh, and enjoy something. Sometimes you forget, you know, like you know, I walked out the front door this morning and had a polo on, and you forget that it's hockey, that this is a hockey town. But you got the Leafs, the Penguins, and the Habs rolling in here in the next eight days. It's pretty fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and into a barn that is, you know, as electric and as good as, as, as anyone in the NHL. Often better than most than, than anything else in the NHL. They're still a first place team. I think we yeah. lose sight of that too. Well, uh, at times, the ex- victim of their of, of of their success and the expectations weigh heavy around here. I have a friend who is, she's a huge Golden Knights fan. She watches the games and uh, often will will DM me after a game, you know, disappointed about this or happy about that. And every once in a while, I'm like, you know, they're in first place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, like, best team in the West, although all of a sudden Colorado looks, uh, they look pretty fantastic, too. It's nice to have you back here. That's great to in be In the here. studio. Because I, I, I was getting overwhelmed with your texts during the game and after the game. I heard the text you at all. You were like the, the walking media critic. Well, there were some things that I didn't like. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Spectacular Hotel California in Santa Barbara, California is the newest exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. Experience an extraordinary stay in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society's Tasting Room and treat yourself to unparalleled massage at Mejeral Moroccan-inspired spa all in the heart of the American Riviera. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel California is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Hotel California is Santa Barbara's premier urban destination. Visit hotelcalifornian.com to book your stay today. Uh, Pete DeBoer is finished with his media availability, going to check in on what uh, he passed along, and we'll tell you all about that as we continue on Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live on all of our social media channels, Vegas Golden Knights, Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas continues live from Studio 31 inside City National Arena. You have a question that you want asked, uh, Gary Lawless is here. He can take those. Uh, just uh, tweet us uh, at the Vegas Golden Knights a Twitter handle, and uh, we will pass it along to Gary in the final segment. If what if they want to ask you something? I'm not really taking questions. Today. You're not, eh? No. You're no, that kind of guy? No. I'm, uh, my media availability will probably start up midweek. Hmm. I'm, I'm doing some other stuff today. Uh, so Gary Lawless is available for that. You, you mentioned uh, Jack Eichel. Yeah. Uh, you timeline there? Timeline what? Going to come and join the team in practice? Yeah, I think he gets here this week. Uh, that's sort of um, – Chris Johnson reported it on uh, Insider Trading last week up in Canada. So I uh, um, would imagine that that's very accurate. And uh, we'll see uh, We'll see Jack, and I don't know what the plan will be for him in terms of you know when he gets on the ice with his teammates. But uh, the fact that he's, that he's ready to come to Vegas and, uh, and start to skate – here and be and start to become assimilated with the team. That's a real good sign. All we've heard is that everything's been tremendous. Right. And Kelly McCrimmon did say, and I feel like uh, it bears repeating, that he's going to look like he can play right away. And yeah. everybody's just going to have to be patient. Everything that you're going to see is going to want you to ask, can he play tonight? Yeah. Can he play in a couple of days? And it's all about just the, the disc and the bone and everything coming together before he can take contact. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no need to take, uh, to take a risk with, with, uh, with that in, in any way. Mm-hmm. So, um, just take, take your time and wait for it to be ready and, uh, and move forward. And I, I think that uh, the team is in a great place, and to be able to add uh, to, to supercharge your group with Jack. You know, I, someone said to me the other day. They're like, you know, it's sometimes people get confused. They're like, oh, he was a number two, number two pick overall. The five years before and the five years after, he's number one. Mm-hmm. right? He, he was number two because he was in the same draft as Connor McDavid. But all the drafts after, he's still, like, there is, you know, you talk about the best player in the world. There is reason to believe that Jack Eichel is 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 in that conversation when he's when he's healthy and with the right group. I'm excited just to see him with a group, with with this group going out and and practicing. It's been a while since he's done that. I can, you know, you can liken it to uh, to your own walk of life. Um, I can remember, you know, the the first time I went to a, a small town newspaper and 
and got to work with you know with with people that were that were good, but you know were at a certain level in in, in their career. And then you know I, I got the call to go and work for the Winnipeg Free Press, which was one of the best papers in Canada. Uh, at, you know, over a hundred people, uh, hundred reporters in the newsroom when I when I got there, and like that's unheard of now. But it was like. Uh, people traveling all over the world, people that were on television, you know, and, and all of a sudden I was like, okay, you have to, you, you're, you got to live up to this level. Uh, you've got to be part of, like, Jack Eichel's going to come in here and not have to worry about anything but playing hockey. He, he's, ne- so, someone said to me, he's never been in a real NHL dressing room. And what they meant was, like, he's been the boss since he got, when he got to Buffalo, he was the best player, the leader, the most important guy, all that stuff. None of, none of that is true here. He comes in and, you know, he's Mark Stone's the captain. Jack doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. And after Mark speaks, there's four or five guys on that list that are, that are on the leadership totem pole ahead of, where, ahead of Jack. Jack doesn't have to, uh, he doesn't have to, to, to do anything other than be himself as a hockey player, and that's going to be fantastic for him. In his career, there's been an expectation to perform, but there's always been, on the team level, a hope to win. That's different here, and uh, that's probably the part that he's looking forward to the most, is when he goes out, he is expected to win because he has the assets to make that happen. Yeah, the other part about him is, you know, I think he's, I think he's been misunderstood a little bit. I, I think he is cut from that same cloth of Keith DeChuck and Jeremy Roenick, that uh, that East Coast hockey guy that has a lot of swagger. Those guys cared about winning more than anything else, and, and I and I think we're going to find out about that with Jack too. Like all of this other sort of noise that that kind of surrounded him in Buffalo at times is just going to disappear, and it's going to be. This is going to be about a hockey player that wants to win games. See a guy with number nine on his helmet. Uh, we will uh, certainly pass that along to you yeah. and uh, let you know what the uh, happenings are there and the schedule for Jack Eichel's uh, lead up to his Vegas Golden Knights debut in a game. But uh, first comes uh, the practice. It won't be uh, tomorrow uh, as far as playing in a game, but the Golden Knights will skate against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, and this is, this is always a, one of those marquee games because not just an original six franchise, and we're we're on a roll of that between the Rangers and the Chicago Blackhawks and, and now the Toronto Maple Leafs, but the uh, the skill level that uh, that this Toronto Roadshow brings in. Yeah, well, Austin Matthews leads the way there. He's one of the, the, the bright young players in the game. John Tavares is pretty good. William Nylander is a fun guy to watch play. Morgan Riley and Jack Campbell is uh, resurgent. Has uh, Are his numbers the best in the NHL right now? Uh, right, right there, right? Yeah. Yeah, save percentage and goals against. He's near the right near the top of the league. He's an unrestricted free agent. That'll be interesting. What Toronto does, considering they just let Freddie Anderson go. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to. Someone's gonna pay Jack Campbell like mm-hmm. minimum five million a year. Well, I I keep looking at Edmonton, saying they have to find the next Jack Campbell, somebody that they can acquire. I think they're gonna trade for Carey Price. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you uh, are seeing. Can they fit that under the cap? Well, I'll have to get some help. But yeah. I bet you Jeff Gordon would love to to move on from that contract. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got time. So if he's like, okay, I'll, I'll eat half for 
he'd have to get a boatload of prospects coming the other way, picks, et cetera, et cetera. But all he'd have for a quarter or whatever you have to do to make it work for Edmonton. And then then you start anew in Montreal. I don't know where they are in the hiring process for the Montreal Canadiens' next general manager. Uh, Elliot Friedman uh, told me this morning that he believes Patrick Waugh met uh, with, with the Montreal yeah. Canadiens, uh, gone down that path. If I'm going to be hired as the manager for the Montreal Canadiens, one of my stipulations would be to Jeff. Uh, you be Jeff, I'll be the next sure. Can you do the Pat, uh, the Carey Price trade first yeah. and then I'll sign on? Sure. If that's if that's what they're thinking. Yeah, you'd love to have. I don't want to be the guy trading Carey Price. I want you to trade him and then I'll sign the, my deal. Uh, I don't. I don't think anyone in Montreal will, you know, they'll be, they'll, I don't think there'll be a, a great, they're sophisticated enough to understand that Carey Price has got, you know, three, four years of peak performance left in him, and the Montreal Canadiens aren't going to, they're, they're not, the, 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 the skaters are not going to match up with that. Like, he would just be playing brilliant hockey to, to have his team just miss the playoffs every year. Selfishly, I hope he does not land in Edmonton. Just don't need to see him in the Pacific. No, area. you know if you're if you're uh, Kelly McCrimmon and Pete DeBoer, you probably yeah. prefer him to be in a division other than the Pacific. You'd like to, him to stay uh, stay in the East, but I, you know, I think Kerry at this stage, I think, uh, uh, well, you know, he was. Th- there was some talk about him going to Seattle mm-hmm. in the in the expansion draft, and uh, he w- didn't seem dead set against it. So, uh, going west is probably. Uh, uh, something that he's from Western Canada. That's, some, that's something that he would uh, enjoy. Keep an eye on Brendan Gallagher too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he doesn't. Uh, if he's, not, I know they just redid him. But, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the weird part. He's got six years left yeah. on his deal. Yeah, brand new deal. But he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. No, no. The guy and the guy that signed him to that six year deal. He works for the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Kings now, and his old centerman Phil Deneau plays for the, the Kings too. I want to get into that because it was a strange day with the L.A. Kings uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Golden Knight fans, you need more hockey. Make sure you check out the newest team in town, the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League. Single game, group, and mini suite tickets for home games during the 2021-22 season are on sale now. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team at 702-645-4259 or you can visit hendersonsilvernights.com to learn more. Brian McCormick does a great job, 1230 game. Uh, calling those games and uh, the Dollar Loan Center is set to open up uh, in just a little bit. So things happening on the AHL front with the Henderson Silver Knights. What's happening in Los Angeles and the Evander Kane situation as we continue on Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Be one of the first to join the Vegas Nighthawks family. Secure your seat selection priority today by placing a refundable $20 deposit at nighthawksfootball.com. Full season memberships will start at just $10 per ticket per game at the brand-new Dollar Loan Center located in Henderson. We're at City National Arena today inside Studio 31. I was out at Dollar Loan Center the other day for a tour. The mighty Gabe uh, gave me uh, a little twirl around the rink, and it's outstanding. I, I Luxurious. Intimate, uh, yeah, great seats, the, the, best of, the uh, amenities, the best of its kind. It's uh, the the views, the views from inside the rink yeah. of the strip. It's spectacular. I've never seen anything like it, and I'm looking forward to indoor football. You're an old football guy, Gary. I'm Lawless. really looking forward to the indoor football. The head coach, Big Mike. Yeah, one of my favorite guys. 
good CFL roots. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. It's talking about uh, kicking field goals, and you might have to like curve it around the scoreboard. Really? And it'll be like the Green Monster at Fenway, the home field advantage. Uh, a little bit of a, a yeah. tweak to it. Uh, we've got uh, uh, some players coming up. Uh, we'll take you to their availability in just a little bit uh, when they step up to the uh, Zoom microphone. But uh, before that, uh, just Evander Kane mm-hmm. clears waivers, uh, San Jose uh, terminates contract, and the NHLPA has Grief. filed a grievance. Yeah. Who's Who do you think... Um. If, this favors right I now. think there's going to be a settlement. I think the league will weigh in here and uh, say to the Sharks, you know, we don't want a long, drawn-out legal process here. Um, or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be like, the guy broke COVID protocol twice, as far as they're concerned. Like, so the first, he got 21 games for trying to pass a fast fake vaccine, allegedly. The vax card, right? Yeah. And then he got COVID. He got he got sent down to the American League, to the San Jose Barracuda. He got COVID there. Are we going to go to Petro? Yeah, we'll All go right. to that. Sure. Uh, continue that story. Uh, here's Alex Petrangelo, uh, narrated by Garrett Calloway on the Zoom media. Hey, Alex, you guys have one more game and then a long break on the schedule, not that long after you guys just had a holiday break. I guess just what's that kind of been like to deal with kind of the erratic uh, nature of the schedule this year? Well, I think we kind of knew that coming in, that it was going to be a little bit strange. I don't think uh, – we, we knew there was going to be adjustments. Um, I guess the whole limit thing was kind of up in the air, so we knew if games started getting postponed, maybe they would use that. Um, this is – it's a nice break. I think we'll be pretty much halfway through the season um, when we get to this uh, – after this game tomorrow. So um, it'll be good for us, especially us, you know, guys with families, uh, be home couple of days off. I, I know we go on a long road trip, so this is important for us to get some good time at home, some good family time. This question today will come from Justin Emerson with the Las Vegas Sun. I wanted to ask about Braden McNabb. He's not a guy who necessarily picks up a lot of goals or points, but kind of does all the all the small things that you need, kills penalties, five-on-six defense, block shots, all that. Can you just maybe touch on what makes his game so valuable and how nice that is to have on the back end? Yeah, those are the the guys that you uh, you know I guess don't put up maybe the the numbers for some some other players, but he's the guy that well last couple of games I've played beside him and I've really enjoyed. I mean, those are the he does all the little things that maybe doesn't um, get noticed by the, the I guess the normal eye that we see day in day out. That uh, um, especially come playoff time, you know, he helps you win hockey games, and uh, it's not easy to do what he does. He plays hard minutes, he plays the game hard, but. Uh, it's a real treat to have a guy like that in your team and a guy that, uh, um, you know, loves doing it. So we're lucky to have, you know, Nabber back there. I know that kind of sounds cliche, but um, those are the guys that you win with. Minor for media, you can raise your hand below. We'll take a brief pause. Is there any final questions today for Alex Petrangelo? We'll go to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Tomorrow, uh, what sort of test? Do you expect that to be, and you know, is it coming in a good time in that regard to, you know, to have a good team coming in like that? Yeah, it's, uh, we we enjoy those games. I think we we certainly play well when we play against teams that are going to test us. I think uh, they're certainly a strong team offensively. Uh, their numbers speak for themselves. I think for us, we've really felt like our defensive structure has really gotten to that next level. So, um, no better way to test it than to to play against them, who have a lot of. Uh, 
you know, guys up front that can, it can really make plays and score goals. So I think defensively uh, we feel comfortable with where we are, but uh, certainly will be a good test for us. Let's go to Kevin McGran with the Toronto Star. Alex, uh, I, I just wonder, uh, uh, what does having the All-Star game here in Vegas mean to you personally? What would it mean to be, in, be a part of that and, uh, and hopefully it gets going? Yeah, it's always fun. I mean, I played in uh, Tampa, which was a great experience, but then I played in the one at home in St. Louis, and it was a totally different experience for me, um, you know, being part of the home crowd and having um, – or the home team having, you know, your home crowd there and, you know, being able to, you know, I brought my kids into the locker room and, you know, my family came down. No, I don't know if that's going to be possible this year, but when you're in the comfort of your own home, I guess, uh, in your home rink, um, it makes it even better. Uh, you're on your home ice and it's a real special experience to, to have an opportunity to make it when you're on that home team. Alex, thanks for the time today. You're welcome, guys. Media availability for Alex Petrangelo after practice today before the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, tomorrow. Uh, All-Star game coming up in a couple of weeks. There was some speculation about uh, go, no go. Uh, happy to report that uh, everything appears to be going straight ahead uh, for the All-Star game in Las Vegas. Yeah, I talked to some of the league last week, and they were like, nope, everything's uh, great, moving forward, and they have lots of uh, lots of great plans for it, so... I think it'll be. Uh, I, you know, I've been to a bunch of All Star games. Some of them are some of them are fantastic. Some of them are a non-event. I don't expect this one to be uh, a non-event. I think it'll be out of this world. I love what he said about the Toronto Maple Leafs and they they get up for these games and yeah. uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it is uh, that time of the year where you get a special opponent coming in that you can kind of gauge yourself and and uh, you haven't seen Austin Matthews or the like uh, for a while. Well, for sure, you know the Leafs are one of those teams that. Especially now that with this, the, yeah. the kind of goaltending that they that they have, uh, they're a team that could eventually come out of the East. So uh, it, this is uh, you want to measure yourself against them and and figure out if we do catch up with them down the road. It would obviously it would be the Stanley Cup. That would be a great thing. Mm-hmm. How do how do we play them? What's the way to what's the way to counter what what they bring? And this will this will be a great opportunity for it. I'm sure the coaches. And the players are, are starting to really get excited for that game. Uh, the last time the Maple Leafs were at T-Mobile Arena was Mike Babcock's last uh-huh. game behind the bench, uh, signified the start of Sheldon Keefe uh, era uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just finish your thought on Evander Kane and where that goes with the San Jose yeah. Sharks. Uh, you know, I, I, I just think that there's going to be some maneuvering behind the scenes. Uh, you know, the player, they, they owe him $23 million, the Sharks do, if, if his contract is... Is out, so you know he has rights. Uh, has he, you know? So, just to go back to why he's in this situation, he uh, he, he he had a allegedly had a fake vaccination card, and the, he got suspended by the NHL for twenty one games. Then he got COVID, and while he was in his quarantine, he flew to Canada, uh, which he was not supposed to do allegedly. And um, and then was supposed to be back in San Jose for the thirtieth, and didn't get back till January sixth. So there's the Sharks are contending that there's material breach of contract, and uh, Kane and his lawyer and his agent and the National Hockey Players Association say that's not true. This fight is more for the the league. This fight is more about precedent right. than it is for Vander Kane. I mean, for the Players Association 
they don't want any team to just be able to say, we don't like this guy anymore. We don't want to pay him that money anymore. We got cap trouble. We want to tear his contract up. The, the contracts are guaranteed. Uh, now, there are stipulations if you break certain rules, mm-hmm. and that's where the fight will be. I think that they'll have to write him a check, you know, call, call it half, and then he'll become, uh, it'll be like a buyout. He'll become uh, uh, an unrestricted free agent. I think that the Sharks will have to carry some cap recapture. I, I don't think they're That's the gonna, big question. If, if They're, they're going to have to. Yeah. You look every other team around the league is like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. You just just set fire to twenty three million. Uh uh-uh. uh, you sign that contract. You you've got that cap issue. You got to you got to live with it. So I think there'll be some form of uh, Gary Bettman and uh, and Bill Daly will come up with something uh, that you know the Sharks will be happy with. Other teams will be happy with. Uh, hopefully the player will be happy with, and then he'll be able to move on. And then there'll be a process. Like is he just an unrestricted free agent and everybody? Gets a chance to sign him, or you know, do they go in the order of, of waiver? Right. Uh, no idea how that will work, and then who will want him, and at what price? Like you know, he's thirty goal scorer, big guy, can fight, can hit, all kinds of. Uh, when Evander Kane is at his best on the ice, rare player. Not a lot of guys like him. He's 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 he could be a difference maker for a team. So the Sharks have their reason uh, the for the uh, terminating the contract. Yeah. Now it's just uh, up to uh, the decision of whether or not those reasons are valid. Valid. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Twitter questions for Gary Lawless. Uh, send them in to uh, the Vegas Gold Knights uh, Twitter account if you've got something to ask. And we'll also honor uh, one of the uh, greats uh, in the Las Vegas media when it comes to the hockey community. And uh, we'll uh, pay a tribute to Brian Blessing. Nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You like yelling at technology? Listen anytime on your smart speaker. Just tell it to put on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Studio 31 inside City National Arena. It's nighttime at noon. Darren Millard along with Gary Lawless. Uh, Pete DeBoer spoke earlier. Just want to pass along that Alec Martinez has been placed into COVID protocol. Uh, Martinez coming back from the uh, face laceration, and uh, he has been printed into protocol, so you probably won't see him, uh, well, you won't see him out uh, on the ice uh, with the team for the next little bit. Some questions coming in. Uh, one asking about the butt end of, uh, of Mark Stone's stick. He uses that big, long uh, stick out there, uh, and the rationale behind that. Uh, theories? Uh, well, he's really good with his stick, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, uses it to steal pucks and uses one hand on it a lot of time. I think it's probably just a really good grip and allows him to uh, to have uh, strength in when he's trying to pull a puck away from someone else. Uh, exactly. Where I was going to go, and it also helps uh, the bench staff, uh, the trainers. They know what stick be able it to is. find it. Boom! Uh, stone broke a stick. Uh, yeah. Grab it, even though it might just be the uh, the tallest one. The other one uh, question coming in is Nick Ma, uh do a contract and William Carlson uh, making money uh, and just the trying to meet in the middle on that. Yeah, you know, I don't think the two things are related. Mm-hmm. William Carlson is an excellent two-way center in the National Hockey League, and Nick Waugh is becoming one. So uh, I'm sure uh, um, the Golden Knights will want to keep Nick, and uh, we'll find a way to make that work. Uh, two, two, and one through five games of this homestand with uh, Toronto, Pittsburgh, and Montreal to come. Uh, Austin Matthews and company, he's got the stash back. 
He's grooving. Yeah. Nah, he had that. two goals on Saturday night. They lost to they, – they were up 4-1 in Denver at Ball mm-hmm. Arena and lost 5-4 in overtime. So uh, I would imagine that uh, they're not happy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, but they but then they've got some time. You know they're they're coming over here. They don't play before before Tuesday. They don't they don't, they don't play. Tonight. No, they were at the Raiders game yesterday. There you go. So they had some fun, and then mm-hmm. they would they probably practiced today down at T-Mobile, and uh, they'll be ready to go. Be great, great game. I like that. I like watching the Leafs play. Oh, one of the great contradictions is uh, right now Toronto is playing in front of an empty building yeah. because of crowd restrictions, and then the team yeah. uh, arrives in Vegas and goes to the Raider game and yeah. one of the with the great games. So uh, interesting. They'll be looking forward to the atmosphere tomorrow night. Uh, also, want to uh, offer our condolences to the family of Brian yeah. Blessing, uh, who passed away. Uh, host of the Hockey Hotline, uh, one of the, the people in the Las Vegas media who as soon as the talk of an NHL team started was right on board and, and uh, front of the line leading the charge. Yeah, well, Hockey Hotline show was, uh, before it was in Vegas, it was in Buffalo, and it was uh, must-watch television uh, on uh, Empire, mm-hmm. the uh, the station in Buffalo. Uh, Brian been around, uh, he, he covered the Bills, uh, he covered the Sabres. He was a fixture in Buffalo for around 25 years and then came here and um, was actually a big part in, you know, getting the word out around Vegas uh, when Bill Foley and uh, Todd Pollock were trying to, to sell tickets and get this, uh, get this organization off the ground. Brian was really interested in having hockey come here. Uh, the guy knew the game. Um, just if you just you know spent a few minutes on Twitter yesterday, you would see the way his colleagues in Vegas and Buffalo felt about him. Uh, clearly, a, a, a beloved guy. Um, I had a lot, quite a few interactions with Brian, and he always show was always from a sports book or a bar or a casino or somewhere. And uh, when I first came to Vegas, he was one of the first programs I was on, and I can remember doing uh, one hour. Uh, on his show and talking all things hockey and, uh, and having a lot of fun doing it. So uh, um, we're obviously the hockey community is is sad that uh, that we've lost Brian and uh, more importantly uh, our condolences go out to his family and in, uh, in a real tough time. Uh, effortless when he would talk about hockey, right? Yeah, like he, it was just he, it was a natural, uh, uh, great uh, great human being. Uh, loved his voice and great uh, pipes and certainly remember him at empire and uh and msg uh which is the former empire yeah. uh but uh yeah covered the wivb in the 80s and 90s and uh and so much more and then coming out here and being had a great relationship with with bill foley yeah for sure uh dave gosher was talking this morning that when very shortly after arriving here uh, he was uh, summoned to a golf course by uh by Bill Foley and uh, Brian Blessing was in the foursome, so I uh, got to talk hockey uh, with Brian for a day, and uh, um, this was sudden. And uh, uh, Dave Shane put out a really lovely uh, from the Review Journal uh, put out a really lovely uh, series of tweets uh, last night about uh, the passing of Brian, and uh, um, obviously, I, I think it would have been really exciting for Brian with Jack Eichel coming here and uh, that Buffalo connection. Uh, so uh, 
Yeah, again, our condolences. Uh, Brian Blessing was uh, 64 years old. Uh, Nighttime at noon will be on uh, next Tuesday. I want to remind you about that. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will uh, wrap up this uh, eight-game homestand over the next week. This this next little stretch, so tomorrow night against Toronto, and then it's uh, not until next Monday against the Pittsburgh Penguins, is because we don't know about the schedule in January, no. but it's going to be filled in by the four games that have been postponed uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. The maybe schedule some, in February. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, and then uh, maybe some some games for March. This this next week is going to be really important uh, for the Golden Knights, the players, everybody, because it might end up being their little their little pause uh, in, in this season. Yeah, you know, there's not going to be, I don't think, uh, an extended break in February, so uh, this will be catch-your-breath time for sure. And uh, they played a lot of hockey. They're, you know, I think their games played. They're right near the top of the league, yeah, if right not at the top. the top of the league. So, um, yeah, they, uh, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why they have so many wins. They've taken advantage of of those games. But uh, catching their breath, not a bad idea at all. Uh, some urgency tomorrow night. Do you do you expect that? Well, you would hope so. I mean, I think that you know, listen, it's one thing for us to be critical. They're way more critical than us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would imagine that, you know, Pete DeBoer was not happy after the game on Saturday. I bet you none of the players were. I bet you it was a topic of conversation. You have to flip the page in the NHL because you have to you know, get to that ne- next place real fast. There's another game to play. But th- th- they know they weren't very good on uh, on Saturday, and they know they have to be better to play. If they play like that against the Leafs, it won't be 2-1. It'll be ugly. Uh, and you mentioned something earlier in the show about Pacioretty will be coming back and Alec Martinez, COVID protocol right now, will be coming back, uh, Jack Eichel. It's got to be kind of weird uh, knowing that all that's coming to to play every game at that such high level. Well, uh, you know, if, for me, if you're – and Nick Haig is in, in there as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of the six defensemen, you know, you have to realize that Martinez and Hager are coming back, and so that means, do I get to keep my job? I better play really well. You know, I better find a way to make this decision really hard when there are people to come back. And if you're a forward, you know, you have to understand that Pacioretty and Eichel are taking two spots in the top six so or, or the top nine. So there's going to be two players in that bottom six that are that are going to fall out, like, you know, what's the fourth line look like? What's the third line look like? And, and, and on and on. It's uh, There's a lot of questions. And if you want to be, if you want to have your name amongst those 12 forwards, this is a chance to, to convince Pete DeBoer he cannot do without you. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK radio network uh, tomorrow night. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, you'll have the call with Dan Duva. will have the Duva. call and I'll... Uh, yeah. I'll chip in once in a while. And yeah. then you're going to run back and forth uh, doing the TV thing as well? Yes, you'll be stuck with me tomorrow night. I'm, I'm not stuck with you. Yeah. Saddle with you. There you go. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a, a better uh, term. Also want to uh, make sure that we acknowledge uh, Will, uh, producer Will, uh, on Nighttime at Noon. This is his last uh, ride with us before he uh, trots off. Uh, to bigger uh, and uh, different things, and you just uh, get them to where they're fantastic, I know. and then they leave. So, so Will, uh, thank you for your support Thanks, and Will. your help uh, over the last uh, little bit and through COVID. So, uh, appreciate that, and uh, all the best of luck. Don't forget us, okay? All right. Yeah, he's he's nodding. He's 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 all choked up right now, but uh, but that's uh, that's awesome to see uh, different people uh, really 
rise and spread their wings and absolutely uh, like like Will has done. Uh, we're going to take a break and uh, tell you that the, the VGK Insider Show is coming up at four o'clock, and uh, that'll be involving Ryan Wallace and uh, Chris Chapman. Open phones from four until four thirty. Maybe today. I'll call in. Would Would you mind? Love to. Do you know the number? No, give it to me. Eight seven six thirteen forty. Thirteen forty. Yeah, thirteen forty. Give us a call. Like Rita's in there, and Lou's in there, and Stephanie. Like Stephanie, we, I like yeah. Stephanie. Mike, Mike's also. Stephanie's there. always like grating carrots or something when she's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's got the sink running. She's uh, multitasker. 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 Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've got open phones uh, from four to four thirty every Monday. Uh, is uh, your time to uh, chat with us, and then we'll get into uh, grading the games and uh, and everything else that's going on around the National Hockey League, including one timers. Uh, thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Gary Lawless, and thanks to Will for stopping by. Uh, Good luck to him. We'll chat with you at 4 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas.